Welcome. Welcome to the Corner Store Hustlers Chronicles. A new podcast from yours truly, Street Soldier, Street Prophet, good old brother, spoken word artist, Amin Ra. Known by many names throughout the Chicago land, South Side, from my home. From 77 normal, they call me man. Some of my closest childhood friends call me man. As I grew older, became Art, Brother Armand, Ra, Amin Ra, Daddy and Dan Dad. This is the beginning of a long list of stories about my upbringing, my neighborhood, where I come from. There will be interviews, short stories, poetry from the minds of a young black man growing up on the south side of Chicago. This is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg of a lot of exciting things that will come. Following will be the book Also, there's a lot of material, music, poetry, and songs. You can find me on the internet, A-R-M-E-N-R-A-H. That's A-R-M-E-N-R-A-H, Amin Ra. On YouTube, Spotify, Tidal, iTunes. Yeah, you'll find me. I'm going to take you through the mind of a youth. Growing up in a notorious neighborhood with some famous legendary street hustlers and, you know, youth soldiers and youth leaders from the south side of Chicago. Some legendary fathers of some famous rappers. Others are connected to one of the most strongest youth organizations in America. That were my childhood friends. I see a lot going on out there in the world. And, you know, the media is painting a certain light on my city. And there's a lot of truth to it. But I can only tell you from my perspective, from being there. I call it the Corner Store Hustlers Chronicles because every hood has a corner store hustler. The corner store hustler was a person that provided, you know, the necessary things at a central location where everybody would go to, whether it's the liquor store, the laundromat, the currency exchange, just a man there with loose squares, DVDs, hell, battery, cell phone chargers, whatever you need, blunts, you know, if he didn't have it, he know who did have it. And that corner store hustler being placed there at this central location various times of the day was privy to information going on through the hood. He know who locked, got locked up. He know who shot who. 
He know who snitched, who got who pregnant, you know, gossip. But he was playing it right there. So my perspective is, and approaching these stores is from that of the eye of a corner store hustler, somebody who was right there, who witnessed it all. And a person who was resourceful in the hood, but with information. So I want to welcome you all on this journey through the mind of an urban poet, writer, and author, former gang member by the name of Amin Ra. You know Amin Ra is the name of the creator in ancient Kemet or Egyptian culture theology. Call myself Amin, first of all, because my name's Arman. My mother named me that. But as I grew older and got into the teachings after leaving the life of crime and in the streets and hustling, the name began to stick. Learning from one of my ministers who resurrected me from the dead, Ezekiel Zebra taught me that Amen means the hidden and the concealed, but Ra meant light or revealing. So things in the dark that was revealed in the light. From my dark past, I was brought to the light, receiving knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and understanding my journey. So it was written in poems and stories, and even this podcast coming to you to talk to you today about where I've been. Oh yeah, I'm going to interview some very interesting characters that's going to tell you the real story, getting to the root of the matter, the source of life and times of young black men that grew up in Southside and Westside Chicago. So this is just the intro. This is the genesis. This is the beginning. Stay tuned. The spot. The first time I ever received small amount of cocaine to sell. I remember working on the back porch of what would be known as the dope spot or the trap house at the South would say. I remember having my little baggies stuffed in a cushion of this chair that I was sitting in. This was like my first time doing this. So I was very, very unaware and had no experience in hustling. And you know, the customers will come to the back and then you would serve them, meaning they would purchase the crack and you will hold the money. You know, I needed a job at the time. The mother of my child was uh, about to give birth to my child. I was roughly six, 17 years old, maybe 18, 17 years old. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a job. So naturally in the community uh, where blacks live in these urban areas, the need to find work is, 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 is vast. It's, it's, it's hard to get, get a job. And because crime and things that nature are so available and so present, it's easier for one 
to partake in some criminal acts, not because they're out to be a dangerous person or out to be destructive. It's just available. And so I remember the first time I got caught and the police officers came up and told me to get out of my chair. You know, I wasn't aware that this apartment, I wasn't using my sense. I'm sitting in the, in the back porch of an apartment building that, uh, that is like six apartments on each side of this building. And all these people looking at me basically sell drugs in their backyard. So, of course, somebody called the police. So my little stash spot, of course, they knew exactly what it is because nine times out of ten, one of the tenants called and said he has the stuff in the damn seat. So the crazy part is my, my guy who I was dealing for, his mother stayed in the apartment of the porch I was on. And when the police came looking for me, they said uh, they knocked on the door, said, do he belong to here? And I remember she saying, no, we don't know him. So then they pow, they hit me, bam, right in my face. They went straight to the chair, got the crack, then took me to the to the police station. I always knew that by me being young, I feared going to jail, which would have been 26 in California. That's what, you know, lockup. But I knew that if I was underage, that they would send me to juvenile. Then I have a better chance of fighting a juvenile case. So what happened? I get to the station. They ask me how old I was. Of course, I said 16, even though I was 17 years old. I've been saying I was 16. They, the lady who was doing all my paperwork, uh, the officer had left at this time. She asked me for my phone number. She asked me, did I have a baby mom? I said, yes. So she got on the phone and called my baby mom. And the smart lady that she was, she asked my baby mom a question. She didn't call and act like she was an uh, officer of the law. She called and act like a jealous hood bitch. This was funny as hell. So she called the phone, asked to speak my baby mom. I said, hi, Jackie. Do you know man? She used my name because I told her my street name. She said, yeah. I said, you don't know man, girl. How? Describe him. My baby mom described me. And she said, how old is he? She says, 18. She said, uh-huh. He'll be calling you from 26 in California later and hung up the phone. So she had to call the officers back that did the original paperwork because I lied to them I was 16 and they had to do my paperwork all over again. So when they got back, best believe they were upset and they beat my ass. You know, a couple of face shots, a couple of mouth shots and one officer hit me in the gut. All the wind just left my lungs and betrayed my body when I got punched in the, in the, in the gut. They were upset. Can't get mad at them. Officer Marco and Shannon. Oh, yeah, I'll be coming back to them in future episodes. But this is just one day, the first day of hustling for a young 17-year-old black man just trying to make his way in this Auburn Inglewood community.